Welcome to the Next Level Social Podcast. I'm your host, Ayla Sorachuk, and my purpose is to help female entrepreneurs create businesses and brands through social media and online marketing so they can start to attract their ideal client and start generating the leads, the sales, and the income that they deserve. If you're ready to take your business to the next level and start showing up online like the unstoppable entrepreneur that you are, then this is the perfect place for you. Let's get social. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Social Podcast. As always, I am beyond thrilled and honored to have you here. If this is your first time joining the podcast, welcome. And I am grateful beyond belief that you are here. And I'm also so excited because today's episode is going to be chatting about something that I literally get asked every single day, if I'm being fully honest, which is how to find a niche, how to find out what my genius zone is, how to stand out online and on social media, and how to turn what we are passionate about into profitable businesses. This is something that comes up for me daily with my students, with my clients, and also with all of you beauties in the community. So I thought naturally, let's talk about it. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. How do we build big booming businesses around what we discover is our amazing offering to the world? So let's let's just dive into it. It's going to be nitty gritty and tangible and tactical today. So without further ado, the first thing that we need to think about is our skill set. We need to think about what are the things that we are naturally skilled at. So what I would recommend doing if you are starting out from scratch, or even if you kind of want to revisit this is write down a list of all of your skills. What are the things that you've mastered in your life or that you're good at? And if you're thinking, okay, Ila, I don't know what I'm good at. I will challenge you to think and to say, what are the things that people are asking you about right now? So is it, how do hey how do you do your hair how do you do your makeup hey i love how you design that your home is so organized how do you put things in containers or perhaps mindset maybe you're really good at inspiring your friends and and motivating them when they're down perhaps you're in really good shape and you like working out and working on your body or maybe you're a really good cook so what are the things that people are asking you about in your day-to-day life and coming to you for advice at that's all that's a really good place to start and or what are things that make you different or stand out so these are sometimes things that we can kind of feel weird about ourselves with so think about it think is there something about your personality is there something that you're drawn out that is a little bit different than this the norm or maybe a little bit more unique to you because oftentimes our best and most profitable skills are the things that we honestly take for granted for for example I have been taking videos and doing photo shoots and taking photos and posting it on social media literally since I was in high school, since I was 16 years old. I just didn't realize that not everybody loved doing that. Not everyone liked to create a mood board and plan out a photo shoot and set up props and plan out outfits and do hair and makeup and honestly post about it. I thought that that was just something that everyone was doing then and everyone was drawn to. And then I started doing it for other female entrepreneurs physically. So that was kind of my first step. And 
I also then realized, hey, I don't need to actually be doing this for everyone. I can actually just be teaching people how to do photo shoots and how to brand themselves and how to create offers and products and sell on social media and help dozens and dozens of female entrepreneurs do the same. So it actually didn't even really hit me until last year that I could just be scaling and teaching others how to do the same and be creating a much larger impact and income by packaging it up differently. But that was something that I was naturally drawn to. It just took me so long to figure out. So I'm hoping that by sharing this and and, and kind of giving this example, this will help you get to your niche and get to your genius zone a little bit faster. So what are things you're doing? What comes naturally to you? What are people asking you advice for? What is your natural skill set? That's always a really great place to start when trying to figure out what your genius zone is, what your niche is, and how you can be packaging it up on social media. So the second thing of course, is profit, income, profitability. (laughs) So what I would recommend doing is once you've written down that entire list of all of the skills that you have, all of the things that you've mastered, go through that list and ask yourself if one of these skills could actually become a business. This is, this is crucial. This is, there's really no point to figuring out what our genius zone is and what our niche is if we can't be creating an income and making money from it. So this is where I recommend doing a little bit of research, um, which directly relates to the profitability of your niche and it can save you time, money, resources. So really don't skip this step in the process. Um, it's important. So what I would recommend doing for starting off with research, if you're not even sure what this means, is honestly, take it to Google. <laughs> I go to Google every day, as I'm sure many of you do, and it's it's pretty simple. So what I would do is go to Google, and what you're going to be looking for here is all of the paid, paid, paid offerings related to your list of skills. So write down websites, go and put in keywords related to your skill set and your niche and see what other people, what other businesses, brands are offering. See how they've packaged things. See what it is that it all entails and more importantly, see how much it is. So take it to Google. I also will um, recommend going to Amazon and typing in your niche. So let's say it is cooking. Type in cooking books, cooking courses, cooking videos. Just type anything related to cooking and see what's on sale on Amazon, see what people are actually buying. And then of course, see what the price points are. So essentially when it comes to profit, you need to prove that people are actually buying, paying good money for, and are interested in this topic, in this niche that you've essentially unearthed for yourself. So Once you found out that your skills match up to the profitability factor, then you can focus in on those and move forward and move towards really nailing down your niche in this next step. Okay, so step number three or tip number three is arguably the most important tip that I would recommend or step that I would recommend, which is passion. So I know you're probably thinking, isn't passion the most important part, which it is, but you're probably wondering why we didn't start with that. And I'm going to explain right now. So the problem with determining your niche strictly based on passion is that it isn't quantifiable. It It's the fuel that will help you stay resilient through the inevitable entrepreneurial roller coaster of life. So it's vital and it's a huge part of a profitable business, but I would never recommend picking a niche 
and determining what your business is going to be about strictly off of passion alone. Unless you're doing this for a hobby, unless this is a side hustle that you don't really care about generating income, which I believe most of you here listening to this podcast, that isn't the case. I think most of us want to be creating content and businesses and using social media to to bring in revenue and income. But if that's not the case and you're really just wanting to create content as a hobby, then sure, strictly going off your passion and not really thinking about the business side of things is probably fine for you. However, If again, most of us are here to make money, so we need to make sure that it's quantifiable. We need to make sure that we can be making money for it. And if you want to build a business and get paid well to do whatever it is that you're doing, you have to do the whole formula, which is now this piece. So it's important to, like I said, identify your skill set and profitability and then look at the passion. So go back to your master list of skills and check into each one that you actually have a passion for. And I want you to take things off your list immediately that you're not passionate about because they won't be sustainable. So you need to be able to make sure that it's profitable and you're passionate about it. That is when the true magic formula will come together and will be the number one thing that helps you pay off when it comes to finding your niche and identifying your your unique genius zone. So the next kind of step that goes hand in hand with this is really finding out the number one factor to finding a niche that also pays. So what I recommend is asking yourself and and doing a little bit of research here, but determining how painful your niche is. I don't mean like physically causing pain, but basically the more painful a problem is, the more painful your solution is to someone else, the more people will pay. So for example, if a if I have like my toilet explodes in my bathroom in my house, you better believe I am going to pay whatever the heck it costs to get that fixed immediately. This is a problem in my life that I'm going to need solved no matter what. So you want that type of problem. You want that type of pain point that you have the the solution for when it comes to determining your niche and your genius zone. So this is like lawyers and doctors. This is like gynecologists and specialists, right? So the more niche down that you can become in whatever it is that you're selling and offering, the more people are going to pay for it because they need their problems fixed and they need them fixed quickly when it comes to legal issues, when it comes to health issues, when it comes to things around your home. Like these things, people don't have time and people will pay whatever it is that you're charging in order to get their problems quick to fix. So once you do your own research, you'll know how much the top people in the world are charging for whatever it is that you're offering. And the amount of money people are willing to spend is a direct correlation to how painful the problem is. And it's really a key factor to how you market your offerings, okay? So really, really making sure that you identify how painful it is that your genius zone and your niche is to others is huge. Okay, so the next part I want to dive into is competition. This also comes up for me a ton. I love competition. I love competition at the gym. I love competition in my industry. I am all about really focusing on collaboration over competition. And at the end of the day, having competition is great Um, and it's inevitable. You're always going to have competitors in your industry, in your niche, in your genius zone. And despite what you may think, having it is great. It's your greatest advantage. And if you have competitors, it's also good to think you have a proven profitable niche and you have the opportunity to be fresh, unique, and a desirable 
option amongst your competition. In addition to potentially collaborating and creating, you know, businesses with other people and getting their audiences and your audiences shared. I'm really big on the new Instagram collaboration reel feature. This is huge. I have been linking up with other female entrepreneurs in my, in the social media and marketing space where some may think, Hey, why are you connecting with them? They're a direct competitor. And I'm really focusing on changing my mindset around collaboration over competition and creating collaboration reels with them and just lifting each other up. This is huge. Um, And it's also huge when in this initial stage of really defining your niche and your genius zone. So think about it in that way, a little bit of mindset work there. And also, of course, having competitors, you're able to kind of see what they're doing and see how you can position yourself uniquely and differently. So there's a couple of things to address to really help you stand out and I guess outsell your competitors, which is taking a look at the content they're producing, seeing how they're doing it, seeing what they're doing, seeing what's working for them and seeing how you can put your unique twist on it. I would never say copy. That is not good and illegal and we never want to do that. It can lead to tons and tons of issues, but we can definitely take inspiration and get an idea and see how we can not only do a better, but just more unique and putting our our own twists on things. You can also take a look at what kind of content your target audience is engaging on their platforms. If one piece of content that they've posted did a lot better and has a lot more comments, a lot more likes and shares and things like that, you know right there, that's a little bit of research that, hey, if my competitor is creating this type of content and it's doing really well, I can also use that type of content in whatever form format it's, it's positioned in and put my twist on it. So that's another way you can kind of look at your competitors and take inspiration. You can see if there's a face attached to the brand. Is it a personal brand or is it not? And see how you can kind of work your magic there. And more than anything, you can just take a look at what it is that they're creating, what it is they're offering, and see how you can do it better or differently and put your your unique twist on it. So those are a few kind of prompts to start thinking about and get and help you get started when it comes to taking a look at your competitors and just double down on your competitive advantage. And you'll be able to outgrow people who are doing the same thing as you in no time and also look at collaborating with them. Huge on collaborating over competing. I think the world needs more more of that, not only um, in business, but especially as female entrepreneurs, which I know so many of you are listening to this podcast. Okay. So another piece of the pie that I think is important when really determining your genius zone on social and standing out is making sure that you test for success. So the best way to approach any niche or venture is through experimentation. And trust me, I have done this time and time again, because it really can help you be able to determine what's going to work for you and what your audience actually wants and to just make sure and and to really justify if your unique genius zone in your niche is actually profitable. So you don't know what's going to work until you start putting things out there. So there's a few things that I would recommend for us to test. So the first thing I talk about this a lot is free content. So putting out free content on social media, creating freebies and downloads in our niche and consistently put out this information and do a really good job at it to see what people want to know about and do it well and see what resonates well, see what's getting more downloads, see what's getting more engagement and start talking about this and niching down on this and test. If something you put out gets, you know, crickets, that's a good indication that, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't the direction I want to go or, hey, maybe I need to change the marketing and the vocabulary and the positioning of whatever it is I'm putting out. 
Another way to test is pre-sales. So putting out some sort of offer at a pre-sale that it doesn't necessarily need to be ready yet. It could be a special offer. It could be a pre-sale price. This is going to allow you not only to gain some initial capital and, and cash flow, but it's also going to allow you to be able to test your market. If you put something up for pre-sale and, and it's crickets, again, nobody buys it. It's a really good indication that, hey, ooh, maybe I don't want to actually put in a lot of time creating this course or creating this ebook or creating this ordering this new merchandise or whatever it is. So pre-sales or at least pre-hype, letting people know that you have something down the pipeline and and getting feedback. I know one of my one-on-one clients right now, she owns a clothing boutique and she's getting ready to order a bunch of new clothes for for summer and fall. And she's going to ask her audience what they want. She's going to showcase the pictures on her stories and get them to vote and get and get them to give feedback and kind of pre-test before she actually orders to make sure that what it is that she's going to order is actually going to sell. So test things, ask your audience for advice. And if you if you feel inclined, you can even pre-sell things and put it on for sale and then go and create it and then go and tweak it just as a way to gain capital and test your market. Another way that's kind of piggybacking on that is you can create a like a beta test group of users. So this will really kind of help you to be able to isolate issues before you go live, whether that's getting a bunch of people in a Facebook group and getting them to test your offer, asking questions, giving them free access to something in advance, and then be able to do some market research and get feedback directly from them is a really good way to not only test, but also to get people to start talking about you and your offering. So those are just some ways to kind of test before you actually start fully embarking and putting out offers in your niche before um, before you're ready and to just make sure that it's actually going to be what your customers want. It's going to save you so much time, so much energy, and of course, resources, money, capital. Um, trust me, there's no bigger mistake than thinking you know what your customers want without actually knowing for sure. So when in doubt, I always recommend just testing, 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 asking for feedback, asking what your audience wants, and just ensuring that you're on the right page by getting direct feedback. Okay, so the last thing that I just wanted to touch on when really figuring out your niche and your genius zone and and standing out on social media is branding. So not everyone cares about branding the way that I do. I love branding. I love, like I said, a photo shoot, a video shoot. I love Pinterest and creating mood boards and really creating an aesthetic with my brand and with my clients and anyone I work with. That's something that's important to me. And more importantly than that, it's something that's important to my ideal client. My ideal client, the woman, the female entrepreneur that I work with, also cares about aesthetics and standing up from an aesthetic standpoint. And that's okay. Not everyone cares and not everyone's ideal client cares. However, I did want to mention it because when determining our genius zone and niching down, branding can really help make you stand out. So this, when I say branding, this is kind of thinking about your fonts, your colors, the video content that you're producing, the presets, the photos, the photo shoot, your photographer and what that looks like. So All of those types of things can really help niche down and really help you stand out as an entrepreneur in your new unique genius zone. And also templates. I I don't know if I said templates. Templates are really great for social media as well. And I always recommend Creative Market, Etsy, Pinterest, and, and Canva. Those are all really great resources to just kind of help take all of this together, pull it all together, and really 
elevate your niche and elevate your genius zone in a way that's reflective of you and your ideal client. So I did want to talk about branding very, very slightly. I think I'm going to do an entire episode on my top branding tips for selling on social media as well, because I can really dive into all of the things that I just talked about there. But those are just a few things that I would consider when determining your niche on social as well. So in closing, here is honestly y'all, to, here's to nailing your niche and defining your genius zone on social media and really diving into this work because this work sets the foundation for your business and it sets the foundation for how you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, not only on social media, but also with a sustainable business that is profitable, that you're passionate about, that's in your skill set and your genius zone and will really set you apart amongst the sea of content and, and your competitors out there. So I hope that this will help you not only learn what you'd be great at, but also will help you realize other goals such as profitability and ease and all of that jazz. So I hope that was helpful. If as always, you found this valuable. I love seeing you guys share my podcast on social media. So please take a screenshot tag me if you feel like this would be valuable for your teams, share them with your teams. I think that this is something, like I said, that I get asked about every single day. So I think there's so many people that could get value out of these few tips in finding our niche and our genius zone and selling it on social. So I hope you found that valuable as always. Thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in. And until next week, my loves chat soon. Hey love. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. It truly means the world to me to have your support. It is my mission to help as many female entrepreneurs and business owners as I possibly can. So if you found support or guidance in any way into today's episode, the best way you can show me your love in return is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on social media with you and or your team. Or even better, you can always leave me a review on whichever platform you're tuning in from. I will be reading every single one. And don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Frida. that's A-Y-L-A-F-R-E-D-A, or you can learn more about me, my coaching services, or all my amazing freebies at www.aylasorochuk.com. That's A-Y-L-A-S-O-R-O-C-H-U-K.com. I can't wait to connect again next week. Bye, girl.